Hello and welcome to another episode of Beyond the Multiverse. That's right, not a regular uh, Vorthoscast episode, but a special one. Uh, just this time, it kind of is going to intersect directly with uh, Magic Product, because that's right, uh, we're going to be talking about Doctor Who today. Uh, and so with me today on Beyond the Multiverse, it's just me representing the podcast, but we do have like a super long time follower, friend of the cast who's been in our Discord since like day one, uh, is sort of our in-house expert on Doctor Who and also has a lot of experience with Doctor Who. Uh, we have Evan. Evan, do you want to say hi? Introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Evan. Um, yes, I I have been live listening to the Vorthos cast for a very long time. Um, and And I'm a big Doctor Who fan, so... Yeah, I think saying you're a big Doctor Who fan is like underselling it a little bit. Um, you are like constantly involved in Doctor Who stuff. You're the one who keeps us up to date on Doctor Who. Um, you've gone to conventions. You've said you've guested on some podcasts before. Do you want to talk about like that experience of the Doctor Who fandom a little bit? Oh, yeah. So um, I go to a convention every year called Gallifrey One. Um, it's in Los Angeles. Um, I've been a guest on a couple podcasts. There's a Doctor Who podcast called Reality Bomb. And I was also a guest on a, another Doctor Who podcast called The Moment, where they talk about different moments in Doctor Who and interview guests to um, like analyze and like figure out their histories with those moments. And it's, it's all good fun. Yeah. Doctor, Doctor Who has a really, really long history to it. Um, it's sort of one of those like really daunting uh, IPs out there. Um, if you think like magic with 30 years of history is daunting for people to get into Doctor Who has like 60 is yes. that correct yes the 60th yeah. anniversary is next month so it is about twice the age of magic the gathering which honestly makes magic seem pretty old as well <laughs> yeah um i mean it is 30 30 is very old it's older than a lot of people uh, it's uh, older than Discord. me so it's not nope. older than me <laughs> um but anyways the the thing about doctor who is that there's a lot it is it is a big big expansive ip um like we said 60 years of history there is like my understanding is it's not just a tv show there's a lot of other ways to experience it um it is too daunting for us on the podcast to cover so our plan right now is not to cover it really we don't have any plans to like discuss the decks yet um we might do an episode on the decks we're, we're trying to make that work um, so I wanted to bring you on today because you are sort of our resident Doctor Who expert to get fans of magic, our, our Vorthoses who listen to the podcast, caught up on Doctor Who enough to appreciate the decks that are coming out, the Commander decks. Um, now, we can't cover all like 60 years of history. We can't cover every single thing that might show up in one of the decks. We don't even know what's in all the decks yet because we we haven't seen them all as of time of recording. Um, so what I would love to do is I would love to hear from you as our Doctor Who expert, um, sort of like a Doctor Who 101, like a rundown. Um, so can you just like tell me like, what is Doctor Who? Yeah, sure. Like it is. What is it? Um, yeah. So Doctor Who is a science fiction TV show. 
Um, it's uh, from the UK, originally um, aired on the BBC, um, and is still made by the BBC, though currently it's doing like a weird co-production thing, but it's mostly a BBC production. Um, it's a show about a time-traveling alien that goes around time and space and solves problems and fights aliens. Um, it's, uh, it's like kind of multi-genre. Um, sometimes it's the level of sci-fi changes. Um, there have been multiple creative teams and, um, they, the like the tone and the the characters and everything about the show has changed many many times and uh there are like central things about the show that keep going on but um it it just keeps changing and that's part of one of the appeals of it it um it's always evolving there's always new stuff going on um nothing is ever the same um yeah so uh the the show started in 1963 um there's a what what they call the classic era of the show and then there's also a modern era of the show um like i said it started in 1963 and the classic run of the show starting from 1963 and ending in 1989 was pretty much continuous there was like a, a season every year um it uh it pretty much just kept going um but there were multiple creative teams at that time and um uh multiple doctors uh, we'll get, we'll get to multiple doctors in a bit but pr yeah pretty much um the 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 show has um the original run of the show um lasted for quite a while and um uh, eventually it was canceled um so after that original classic run of the show um there was a tv movie in 1993 no was it 1993 <laughs> let me check <laughs> it was like so somewhere in the early 1996 90s, 1996 <laughs> yeah. um yes there was original there was a um there was a tv movie in 1996 um, which introduced the Eighth Doctor, um, and then that never went anywhere, and the TV movie was also like a weird American co-production, so it was like weirdly American. Um, and then eventually the show was brought back in 2005 um, for a more modern audience, and um, that's the version of the show that's currently airing. And um, it's it's been going on ever since. Um, yeah yeah but it, if i like if i understand it though it's not just a tv show like there's also like novels and and audio dramas are apparently a big part of the the history of doctor who um yes I, i've not listened to any of them but i know that like it, there are a lot of ways to encounter the doctor who story um more than just the tv show and the, the one weird a tv movie uh yeah so um there there are quote-unquote extended universe content sort of like how star wars has an extended universe um doctor who has an extended universe which is sort of a product of weird copyright stuff 
um, basically the way uh, this is really getting into the weeds, but basically the way um, copyright and Doctor Who worked was anything that a writer wrote for Doctor Who that wasn't like the Doctor or the TARDIS or whatever was owned by the person who wrote it. So the people who wrote those things would just take the things they have copyrighted and just make their own stuff with it and just not mention the doctor or the TARDIS or anything like that. And it's a weird thing, but the extended universe of Doctor Who is kind of strange and um, people often argue about whether or not it's canon, sort of like how they argue about that with magic. Yeah, <laughs> that's what my my thought was there is that like a lot of uh, people who like are familiar with magic story, which is our target audience, uh, are going to be familiar with the fact that like magic story has come out in a bunch of different ways over the years. Um, you know, we started with novels, like short story anthologies and then like web fiction. And as we've been ex- like discovering with this, uh, the story circle we've been doing, like magic used to have stories just kind of tucked into online wikis. Um, there's stories that are just Facebook posts. So like, that's one thing that I I thought was pretty easy to understand as a magic fan when it came to Dr. Who was that like, it's not just a TV show. It's there's a lot. Yes. Um, and it's spread out pretty far and wild, uh, not just wide, but far and wild because it's kind of all over the place. Yes. And I, I do think that, um, especially the universes beyond stuff is the for magic the gathering is definitely mostly leaning into stuff in the tv show um yeah so before we like talk too much about like the tv show as a whole or like how to get into doctor who uh you've mentioned the doctor is like a time traveling space traveling alien um can you like elaborate (laughs) like who is the doctor what what is the doctor might be a better question. Sure. Um, so whomst yeah. <laughs> are the doctors? It's yeah. Yeah. So the doctor is a time traveling alien. They're not human. They look human, but they're not human. They are a time Lord from the planet Gallifrey. And, uh, they, um, the central conceit with the doctor is that, uh, they stole a time machine from their own people, um, called the TARDIS and they use that time machine to go around the universe and um uh have adventures and stuff like that so other most other time lords aren't as cool as the doctor is they don't really like traveling or anything but he um he she they it, the the pronouns change um but uh the doctor def um is someone who likes adventure and likes going out into the universe um the the doctor's time machine the tardis can travel anywhere in time and space um and part of uh what's important to know about the doctor is that the doctor does have a name but uh we don't know it um the doctor hides their their true name um they just go by the doctor um and uh every few years within the show um the the doctor um has something called regeneration so um basically uh the the doctor's race the time lords have the power to um to cheat death by changing their face 
are like changing their whole bodies um but shorthand is changing their face um the so every few years within the context of the show um the the actor who plays the doctor um leaves the show and then a new actor um replaces them um these are where all the multiple doctors are so like doctors one two and three all the way to like now it's like 14 theoretically it's a little confusing but um uh the they're all the same character they um but uh these different incarnations of the doctor often have different personalities different interests but they all share the same conceit of the character um so with these different incarnations um there are there are currently about 14 numbered doctors um the the magic set that is currently being spoiled covers um one through 13 so um the first seven doctors one through seven are the doctors that um uh are from the classic series so um the classic series covers doctors one through seven and then um the tv movie from 1996 um uh features the seventh doctor but um mainly introduces an eighth doctor and then um the modern doctors start with the ninth doctor and uh go from 9 10 11 12 13 to 14 so theoretically the current doctor is 14 but there's a 15 on the way and this 14 one is not gonna last very long (laughs) yeah it's it's like a weird i i've heard it's like a weird situation yes Um, and and i believe so like one thing i remember and i just want to cover this you can't don't need to like spoil anything but like i distinctly remember having seen some doctor who in the early modern era as you might call it where the doctor is said to only have a certain number of regenerations Mm -hmm. and we've gone way past that number now yes um so like i'm just asking you to like give a quick explanation of like you don't have to like tell the whole story of how but can you just like say like yeah that gets covered at this point in time because i don't want someone like me to start watching the the new modern era and then like hear about a 15th doctor and be really confused <laughs> um yeah sure cuz that i'm not saying that's what happened to me but i definitely was like i thought they only had a limited number yes and apparently they don't yes so when does that get covered? Does that like so the doctor? So um, time lords can only regenerate twelve times, or have been established to only regenerate twelve times. Though that was established in the fourth Doctor era, after the Doctor had regenerated about three times, um, and the number was mostly made up because they just wanted to make up a number. Um, <laughs> uh, but um, eventually because they didn't think the show would last that long um which is honestly not a like insane thing to think um yeah uh, 12 is a really big number when you're only at four yeah exactly um yes uh but they do establish various ways that they can get around that region that that limit um within the classic series of the show and uh one of those reasons um comes up when the 11th doctor regenerates and um 
that that gets rid of that that at least sidesteps the limit for a bit so yeah yeah that that was just a thing i i wanted to to ask about because we're we're going to talk a little bit later about how to get into doctor who and i i know that the character of the doctor is like pretty much the driving force behind the show Mm -hmm. and so like people get very attached to their doctor people are very interested in specific ones and so someone might be confused by like that coming up in some of the earlier episodes and then like seeing that they get past it um but also speaking of the doctor can you tell me like the doctor's not like special right like other than the regeneration thing like this isn't like a superhero like the doctor they they can't like they don't have like superhuman strength or like x-ray eyes or anything right like they're just kind of a normal alien so yes so um the doctor has a couple ways that the doctor's like more extraordinary than people but not in a way that's like superhuman i mean kind of okay so uh one of the aspects of the doctor is that the doctor is extremely smart um which is why if you look at the spoiler for the set most of the doctors are blue um the doctor is a very prototypically blue character um the the doctor um pretty much the the way the doctor likes to like interface with like problems or like um like evil aliens or whatever is to use their intellect to solve issues um so uh the doctor is usually the smartest person in the room that is one of the main aspects of the character is that they're extremely smart um time lords do have like a couple things that make them special where they're like more durable than people a little they um they kind of sometimes have like low level psychic powers but mostly like oh sometimes i can like help you do stuff with your memory or whatever but most of the time the doctor is just like a normal person but that that's super smart and maybe a little more durable than the normal person the doctor does not have any like cannot fly or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> so like does the doctor has the tardis which as we established is like a time machine um and and, and does the doctor have like other tools or things that are like sort of like a recurring like theme that the doctor uses to be clever uh, and use their intellect? Um, and like also like what can the TARDIS do in this case? Like is it just a time machine? Like, yeah. So tell me more about the doctor okay. in that sense. <laughs> yeah. So the TARDIS, um, uh, uh, if, if you've seen pictures of the TARDIS, um, like from, from like, stills of doctor who or like whatever um the tardis is like a blue police box that's bigger on the inside um but actually the tardis isn't supposed to look like that basically the way tardises work is that they're supposed to um like when they when they land they're supposed to disguise themselves um in what whatever setting they land so like if they um if they land in like the modern day they might show up as a car or if they land um like 
uh, I don't know, like in a forest, it might show up as a tree or something. Um, but uh, the doctor's TARDIS is a little broken, so um, it's just stuck as a police box from 1963. Um, and other TARDISes, and there are other TARDISes, most of the time can actually disguise themselves, but the doctor's TARDIS is just this blue box. And so part of um, the thing about the TARDIS is that um, it's bigger on the inside. Um, if it's, it's like a normal box outside, but if you go inside, whoa, it's so big inside. Um, and uh, basically how it works is um, the doctor pilots it to go to different places. The doctor isn't the best at piloting it, but since they've been piloting it so long, they do like they do like know how to like do stuff with it they're just not like like they don't they can't get it to do everything they want it to do and it it makes sense when it crashes is what you're saying <laughs> yeah like it's not just like the, this is not an expert pilot this is somebody <laughs> who's who's still kind of struggling yeah so. yeah and oftentimes they'll be like oh okay we're we're gonna land here and then they don't land there and it's like, oh, oops, okay, sure. <laughs> um, and so that that's one of the doctor's tools. And then there's other tools. Um, for example, the doctor carries something called the uh, sonic screwdriver. Um, the doctor. One of the aspects of the doctor is that the doctor doesn't like violence. Um, the doctor will uh, attempt to solve problems without like. Um, shooting anyone or like killing anyone or using violence they will try to solve issues in clever ways or like um, try to convince people not to do not to um, not to like kill people or hurt people and instead try to like reason with people um, even though like a lot of the doctors like iconic enemies are like things that can't be reasoned with which is why they're iconic um but uh part of a big aspect of the doctor is that um some people would call the doctor a pacifist i would probably not actually call them a pacifist they would just use violence as like the final option rather than um rather than the first thing they do they would they will um they will try to um, exhaust every other option before they resort to violence and so um, one of the tools they use to solve problems is the sonic screwdriver it was introduced in the second doctor era i think and is kind of an iconic um, uh, tool for the doctor to use um, theoretically its function is to unlock doors um, or unlock locks specifically it's like a a little gizmo that will um will like make a noise when you point it at something and then uh the a lock will unlock or whatever but as time has gone on it's done more and more uh mm -hmm. sciency like um weird stuff where it's like oh okay i guess it can be now used to scan things or used to um like make noises specific noises or whatever um it's like kind of just like a uh 
like a Swiss Army knife of um, random stuff, minus the knife part. That's important. <laughs> it's uh, it's definitely sort of the multi-purpose tool. Um, I've seen it in the show, and it's like each doctor has like their own design for one. Typically, yeah. Um, that's like another selling point is like each doctor looks different. And they also like the TARDIS looks different on the inside and the, the screwdriver looks different. Just fun ways to like pick your favorite doctor in like the favorite, you know, sort of look for that doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think we're getting like a sonic screwdriver for each of the different doctor eras, too. Which yeah, it's going to be fun in the card game. Yeah. But uh, what else do they do? They have like. Uh, any any other like common trope tools that show up yeah so the final main one is the psychic paper um which was introduced in the new series as a way to just move the plot forward mostly um (laughs) the uh because in the classic series it was kind of um a very uh common trope for the doctor for the doctor to show up in a new location and have everyone not trust him and then that would just be the plot for two episodes where all the doctor is just trying to do is convince people to trust them and so um in the new series they introduce something called the psychic paper which is just a piece of paper that just says anything the doctor wants it to say and it's used to convince people that they are who they say they are um it's uh it often doesn't work um but it's definitely there as just like okay I am something, someone important in the world of this story. Now we can just move on with the plot and actually like do the plot. Because basically um, the way the show worked in the old series was it would be, it, it was, they would have serials um, like S-E-R-I-A-L, not the mm-hmm. breakfast food. Um, they would have serials, which were like multiple episode stories Um that uh that um would would have a beginning middle and end and stuff um and that would be how the stories were told um while the new series is like oh every story is an episode or two and that's it um so every story is like um every episode is like their own adventure um the doctor shows up in like a different time period or a different planet or the future or whatever they there's a problem to solve they solve it and then they leave um and that's usually how it works so um yes the the psychic paper is like another important like object but i think they've been using it less in recent years um probably for good reason yeah sometimes you need a device that gets rid of friction and sometimes you need to to have friction so that yeah. makes sense moving moving along we've covered the doctor quite a bit and there's there's going to be like a lot of debate and i know we'll we'll talk a little bit about this about like which doctor to start with because you know starting with a 1963 doctor uh may not be as fun for some people but we'll get to that later what i do want to do now is the the decks have established the commander decks have established that the doctor has companions yes um what is this idea of a companion because it's it's enough to have a mechanic in the cards. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming it's like a pretty big part of the show. Um, 
And there's a lot of them. There's like a ton of them in the, the decks that I've seen. Um, can you talk about companions? Yeah. So um, another aspect of the show um, that's been going on since the beginning of the show is that the doctor travels with various companions that they pick up during their adventures. So um, uh, ever since the start of the show, the doctor hasn't been the sole protagonist. There's always been co-protagonists that have been traveling with them. Um, and usually the companion is the viewpoint character of the show where, um, they, the doctor is like kind of a fantastical, fantastical, ah, fantastical figure who has like superhuman intellect. And so, um, the companion is there kind of to balance it out with like being more human, being like more of the moral center of the show and like being there to be a viewpoint for the, um, for the audience so um oftentimes the relationship between the doctor and the companion is like the central conceit of um of uh like how the show functions beyond just the individual adventures so like um and that relationship can be very different from companion to companion. Sometimes it's friendly, sometimes it's romantic, and it also can be antagonistic. It just depends on the companion and the doctor and what's going on. So um, oftentimes the companion to the doctor is a human from Earth that part of the reason that is is because... Um, it's uh i think it's lots of people like want more companions for the doctor that aren't humans from earth and i understand that impulse but i think part of the appeal of doctor who is somewhat of a contrast between the fantastical and the mundane and having the companion there helps um like bring like a more grounded element to the show and um uh like give perspective on what's going on so um usual I, I would venture to say that like the reason the companion is always a human and almost apparently uh seemingly always a person from uh, the united kingdom uh is because the show is produced by humans in the united kingdom and they just <laughs> want a part on it yes i think that's a i think that's like a pretty good reason to to, to have that happen um mm -hmm. yeah but yeah the that that is not far fetched to me that every <laughs> companion would be like a british person in their mid to mid 20s to mid 30s uh cuz that is sort of the the you know target audience yeah. uh british people yes. um um yes like uh obviously it's kind of improbable that all of the doctor's companions are from the United Kingdom and from the modern I would day. say it's more improbable that an alien is time traveling and through space and time and landing in Britain every yeah. like couple of days. I yeah. No, I, I I think we've tossed probability out the window a long time ago. I yes. think we're just accepting that it's just how the story is being told. And I appreciate, like you said, that it's it is supposed to be a contrast for this like essentially immortal being who's full of like space wisdom to have a grounded human person with them um, on, on the note of companions though, you mentioned like the three broad categories of like a friendly 
a romantic and then an antagonistic companion. Mm-hmm. Um, can you give some examples of those? Like which which famous companions uh, would fit those sort of like arch like overarching descriptions of them? Sure. So um, one of the things about the companion relationships is that they often like evolve and change as like as the doctor um travels with them so like um for example like it might start out as one thing and then end up as something else so one of um one of the most popular companions is rose tyler um she's the first companion of the modern series she um she travels with the ninth doctor and then once the ninth doctor regenerates into the tenth doctor she travels with him as well um and uh it's up to interpretation but not really whether or not she has a romantic relationship with the doctor but she does have a romantic relationship with the doctor it's like not even up to up for debate but they intentionally write it such that there's some plausible deniability um uh but yes there there is definitely like a romantic angle to the rose and the um the doctor's relationship um in terms of uh friendly um uh doctor um companion relationships um a lot of post um like post uh rose and the next companion martha after those two a lot of the relationships between the doctor and um the companion are more friendly so like um what another a popular companion from this era of the show is uh, Donna Noble, and their her relationship with the Doctor is explicitly um, friendship, and uh, that dynamic is kind of one of the most popular um, dynamics um, of of the show because um, they just bounce off each other so well, and they clearly like each other so well, but there's no romantic feelings there at all. And people at that point were kind of sick of the romantic feeling stuff. So <laughs> um, they were happy to have like this new dynamic. Um, I imagine also for a lot of people, it's kind of, um, I don't know, that's a pretty big age gap, you know, There's this timeless <laughs> immortal being. And then like a 27 year old uh, young woman from, from the UK. It's, you yeah. know, it's a little awkward. I mean, uh, we don't want to, we shouldn't talk about it that much, but Rose is apparently like nineteen or something, and oh oof, yikes, oof, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, like that is an adult, but also like that yeah. is a that is a pretty significant age gap. Yes, I, I mean, I would not I, have dated a nineteen-year-old when I was like twenty-five. Yes, you know exactly. that would have been weird. Uh, doing it as a somewhat immortal, timeless being is you know, a little sus. Yeah, I mean, like, um, yes, I guess we haven't like explicitly said that but the doctor is like thousands and thousands of years old (laughs) um yes uh so we've got rose as like a romantic option um donna as like a a more just pure friendship have there been companions who are like antagonistic for a little while who were maybe like i I don't know how that would work out like how you're you're trapped in this police (laughs) box going through time and space like are there some companions who just kind of like did not like the doctor so actually um one of the first companions um basically uh when the show started the doctor was not the protagonist of the show um even though the show was called doctor who 
um the doctor was not the protagonist of the show and um uh the first two companions ian and barbara and um uh get on the tardis and the doctor is like oops you've seen my time machine you cannot leave anymore because then you will tell the authorities so i am going to kidnap you (laughs) um uh and so they kind of have an antagonistic relationship for like a couple episodes and then eventually they start liking each other um there's also another companion named turlo who travels with the doctor for a little bit and at the start of the of his run with the doctor um he is tasked with killing the doctor and he tries to kill the doctor to uh not very good effect um uh, but um it is one of the central premises of his character and then eventually they they become friendly but yes there are some relationships where the doctor has been antagonistic and then um in terms of additional companions that i wanted to highlight um i think sarah jane smith is like a pretty famous companion um she traveled she's from the classic series she traveled with the third doctor and then once the third doctor regenerated she also traveled with the fourth doctor um and one of the interesting things about her character is that when the modern series came back um they brought her actress back and she um became a character in the new show um and eventually because of that she got her own spin-off and um that spin-off lasted until the actress died um but she kind of became a tentpole of the new new version of the show when it returned which is kind of interesting since oftentimes companions don't come back so it's interesting that oh after like 20 years or something the actress for this character came back and became like uh, a reoccurring character in the new version of the show yeah magic fans don't have a lot of experience with that especially involving time traveling wizards who i mean time traveling people who uh you know disappear for many years and then return as a major character (laughs) in the plot um that's definitely not happened in magic anytime recently uh (laughs) For those of you, I'm referring to Teferi, who sort of, I feel like, fits the same, like, same vibe, where, like, Teferi was a major character uh, in the Mirage block and uh, when it came to, like, the first Rexian invasion and then just disappeared out of the story until Time Spiral and then disappeared again until Dominaria. Um, And so, yeah, it's same vibe, same vibe, I would say. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of companions, though. I mean, like, if you just, like... If you go and look at in just the magic set, like there's just a ton of companions. Yes. Um, we can't go into all of them. Uh, do you have like a do you have like a favorite? There are like more companions than there are doctors, obviously, because the mm-hmm. the the doctor um, like goes through multiple companions during their own run. And uh, there b- before we get to my favorite companion, um, <laughs> there is also another aspect about the companions, which is oftentimes the companion is female um, because oftentimes mm-hmm. the doctor is male. So um, it, they, they kind of want there to be a gender balance in the TARDIS um, to, to like do that. And there's obviously some like, weird gender stuff going on with that um but uh it is 
part of how the show works and oftentimes they do interesting stuff with that but i think it makes sense that um uh the um they would want both a female and male lead because um to to like mm-hmm. cover a wider range of like people in the show um yeah so in terms of my favorite companion um the people who really like her really like her and the people who really dislike her dislike her um i really like clara she was a compa- clara oswald she was a companion for the 11th doctor for like a very short time and then carried over to the 12th doctor era and she's pretty much the primary companion of the 12th doctor era and i just really like her <laughs> she um she she's colorless in the magic set which is yeah fun. Um, and we're not going to get into that because I, that <laughs> I, I understand. So every, for the listeners out there who, who aren't in our discord, every time, uh, a character or card is spoiled, uh, typically Evan is giving us like the reasoning behind why that card is that color or shouldn't be that color <laughs> or why that character is presented in that way. And so there was like a little discussion about Clara when, when she was, uh, shown off, she was previous. Yes, I love um, her card. <laughs> But uh, beyond that, and we're not going to talk about cards because that could be a whole other episode. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I do want to ask, there is a deck about villains and Doctor Who is well known for being like a monster of the week show. But there are like recurring villains. So can you talk about some of like the biggest recurring villains um, in the series? Yeah. So there are three big villains of Doctor Who. Like if you were supposed to ask like who are the villains of doctor who there are three main ones um the first one are the daleks the second one are the cybermen and then the third one is the master so um uh starting from uh um this is actually how the new series introduced villains. They the first season they introduced the Daleks. The second season they introduced the Cybermen, and then the third season they introduced the Master. So they also had the same idea. So um, uh, the first villains, the Daleks, um, they are probably the most iconic villain of Doctor Who. Um, they're xenophobic. Uh, mutants um mutants from the planet scaro um they were created by a mad scientist named davros um during like a very long and arduous war um they're um the way the way most people see them like if you if you see a picture of them they're kind of like metal they look like metal robots with like a long like an eye stalk and like a plunger and like a gun on on different on like on their left side and right side so there's like a plunger on one side and a gun on the other side they kind of look like trash cans yes with some stuff sticking out of them. yeah yeah they're um, they're like real 1960 sci-fi look yeah um but yeah they aren't actually that they are actually like octopus creatures that that like drive the these things so like they're octopus like mutants that like live in these tanks and like control them with their minds um and um part of the central premise of them is that they're they're kind of like um uh they're sort of um part of they uh don't 
they don't like anything that's not them they're very into like uh genetic purity they um they're they're very like based off like nazi like imagery and stuff like that um uh where they they will try to kill anything that's not them and um they are extremely deadly like uh part of what makes them so so um formidable to the doctor is that the doctor one cannot reason with them and two they just kill indiscriminately um uh when the when the show came back um they created this sort of backstory um where the doctor um the sort of the reason the the retroactive reason the show was off the air was because the doctor was fighting in this long war but against the daleks um his people the time lords were fighting this long war against the daleks and in the end both both the time lords and the daleks were destroyed um uh besides the doctor though obviously the daleks do come back um and so um the doc the daleks are sort of like um established to be one of the doctor's oldest and um evilest enemies and in fact um they first appear in the second serial of the the very second serial of doctor who so like the first serial is called an unearthly child and then the second serial is called the daleks and in fact, the Daleks are part of what made Doctor Who so initially successful because um, when uh, people saw them, they were just like, what the heck are these things? They, they are so different from what aliens looked like back then. And they are actually the template for a lot of like 60s style aliens where it's like, oh, okay, this is where... <laughs> trash can like aliens came from um <laughs> doctor who so yeah and then we have the the cybermen which are it, they i think they're exactly what they are on the the like they're called the cybermen and that's kind of what they look like to me yeah they they're like cybermen they're they're like metal people um but they're 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 cyborgs um uh the way the cybermen work um uh so when we were talking about the Daleks, I was like, "Yes, they're from the planet Scarrow." The Cybermen, on the other hand, their their origins are often contradictory. Um, there are multiple uh, planets that they are ostensibly supposed to be from, but basically, the idea of the Cybermen is that they are a race of cyborgs that um, want everyone to look like them. Um, basically um not just look like them but become them so um the main thing about the cybermen is that they go around and convert humans into cybermen um cybermen uh don't like emotions um so they'll delete all your emotions um they uh they want everyone to be the same and so um they they're pretty much like they they one of the central things is that they care so much about survival and one of the things they do to survive is get rid of emotions make everyone look the same make people's bodies durable um put them in these metal casings and um turn them into like mindless drones that um are the same 
that like are the same kind of people um and uh their their first appearance is actually the first doctor's last appearance so um they um they first appear in a serial called the tenth planet um and uh that that story is the story um where the first doctor regenerates so um that's that's one of the reason why reasons why they're so iconic though they're not really the reason the doctor regenerates the doctor kind of just regenerates because he's old yeah they they're pretty iconic looking they where the Daleks look really, at least to me, speaking as like a non-Doctor Who super fan, where the Daleks are very like iconic, uh, the Cybermen look almost generic, like on the opposite end of the spectrum. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I've seen villain, like robot villains that look a lot like them. Um, but that's also kind of what makes them in a way iconic because it is like, oh, this is, you know, a very Doctor Who thing, but also is like, their whole point, I guess, is to assimilate everyone. And so mm-hmm. the fact that there's a bunch of like sci-fi representations of cyborgs that look sort of similar is, I think, appropriate. Yeah. Um, and then the last one you've mentioned is the master. And this is the one I know like nothing about really. Like I've seen the master, but I don't really know what's going on there. Yeah. Um, what is the quickest description of the master that you can give me? So the master is another time lord. So like if if i had to give like a one sentence pitch for the master the master is someone who has a similar background to the doctor another time lord but is evil um that that is that is pretty much the central premise of the master um the master is another time lord from gallifrey who also stole a tardis eventually um I'm sure the circumstances of that are slightly different, but um, stole a TARDIS to see the universe and uh, did it and then start starts going around and killing people and doing all that kind of stuff. So um, one of the central premises of the Master is that he's kind of a colleague to the Doctor. They have like a history. They they went to the they they lived on Gallifrey together um as students of the academy they um they have a long history and ostensibly um it's implied that they they used to be friends until until uh, until a certain point so um the part of what's important about the master is that they're kind of an equal to the doctor and they um they uh they come from the same background they have their own tardis they also regenerate um but uh they're 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 super evil um <laughs> uh the um off the the master was first introduced in um the third doctor era so after the cybermen and the daleks um and was the central villain for a couple seasons um before the actor who played the master died um originally the idea was that the master was going to be the doctor's brother but the actor died before they could do that and so um that was never established and um most people and it is almost certainly not not true anymore Mm -hmm. um because 
in in fact uh um some some parts of the new series have sort of leaned into maybe there's a romantic angle between them though not not like not um as much as um people claim <laughs> uh so yeah the master um uh one of the things the master did in the old series was that he would um hypnotize people um that's why he's called the master because he um he goes around being like you're going to do what i say so i'm i'm your master now um uh but that's that definitely goes to the wayside there's also other aspects of the master like um in the classic series the master really loves disguises um there are multiple stories where the master is in disguise for no reason um and in the middle of a story it's like aha i was the master the entire time and you're supposed to be surprised by that um but most of the time it's not very surprising <laughs> um and then in the new series um he's also he's also one of the survivors of um the time war um which is the war between the daleks and the time lords and um uh he kind of um just goes around killing people um yeah he's not a very he's, good he's guy he's just a little guy he's, he's just, just a little, a little guy. guy yeah doing little little things yeah um yeah i seems like a, just an evil doctor it yes. sounds like to me yes um, um I, uh, I which is a scary concept yes i i think of the three i'm the most fond of the master as a character but it's hard to like give an exact idea of like why the master is so interesting but um uh one of the reasons i do like it is because he's clearly a colleague of the master and like an equal to the master where uh, i mean he's obviously a um a colleague and equal to the to the doctor which you often don't see because um the doctor is like so special and smart and whatever the master is also that that's one of the things about the master the master is also as smart and clever as the doctor and um that they they like fight each other to like they they fight their mm -hmm. intellects against each other and um stuff like that yeah so we're we're running up on time but i wanted to ask you a couple of quick things um imagine you are meeting a a an, a fellow magic fan because you are also of orthos you're big into the magic scene in a lot of ways um imagine you're meeting a fellow magic fan who has never experienced doctor who who knows nothing about it who sees these coming out and you want to give them a pitch of why they would like doctor who like why would someone who likes magic also be interested in doctor who what are some like commonalities there yeah, so um, one of the things about Doctor Who is that every episode has a different setting, a different set of characters, a different situation, and a lot of the time, Magic Story is also like that. Um, the Doctor is sort of like a planeswalker um, that uh, that just goes to a different plane every episode. <laughs> um, and so I think um, part of... if If you like... Um, the aspect of magic where 
where we go to different um, settings, go to different genres, genre, genre spaces. Um, that that's definitely something that uh, uh, Doctor Who has in spades, and probably more so. Um, uh, the do- uh, Doctor Who is also also has a lot of whimsy um, and a lot of just um, uh, it it kind of has a similar like uh, suite of villains that um, magic does like if if I were to compare magic villains to Doctor Who villains the master is kind of like Nicol Bolas um, the Cybermen are kind of like the Phyrexians um there there's like very direct parallels between those kinds of characters and um the there's like uh the big bads are like um have very similar like um tones i guess Mm -hmm. yeah i think i think that i can see a very clear reason why someone would like doctor who if they also enjoy the, the lore and story of magic um not saying everyone would but i think there's some pretty clear like uh, association there um i know that like i have watched some doctor who in the past uh it's been a while since i like watched a lot of it um because sometimes it's hard to get to to watch it sometimes it's hard to find it sometimes it's hard to know where to go into the story mm-hmm. um so before we we leave off the episode i have asked you to like think off the top of your head someone comes to you and says they want to watch doctor who but they don't know where to start um I know there have been articles in like probably books written on this before, but like from your experience, you've got someone who you've convinced them to watch Doctor Who. Uh, how should they start that? What What is something they should do to to start watching Doctor Who? Okay, if you are watching multiple episodes, um, start either with the first season of the of the modern series. So usually, if you go to like HBO Max, which which is where Doctor Who is, if you type in Doctor Who, the modern series is the version that starts in two thousand and five. Um, you can either start with series one of the modern series or series five of the modern series. So series one um, is. Um, is the ninth doctor and then series five is the 11th doctor if you are only going to watch one episode i would probably say just watch blink um which is episode nine of series three it is completely standalone lots of people love it um i don't think it's a great place to start with doctor who but if you are going to watch just one episode of doctor who you should watch that one um and then the last thing is honestly i would also recommend you could probably just start with any episode you could like hit a randomizer click 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 okay i'm gonna start watching doctor who with this episode and i think that's totally fine because most episodes are standalone you probably shouldn't start in the middle of a two-parter but uh beyond that i honestly think you could start with any episode yeah i i think my first exposure to doctor who was just a random episode that i caught on like bbc america one day yep same Um, with me i i want to say it was like some wild like episode i think it was I want to say it was like the water on Mars or something like oh, that. Oh, wow. That's a um, wild episode it was, to start with. Yeah, it was like it was an episode where I was like, I don't know what's happening here, but this character seems interesting. And this is like a really weird world. 
um, where wild stuff was happening and I couldn't really understand it. And then like I watched another episode and it was just like an entirely like entirely different story, totally unrelated. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I've watched like several of those and I, I had a little period where I watched like a lot of um, I believe it was like the 11th doctor. Uh, I watched a lot of that stuff where I was like trying to actually watch every episode, but it was kind of hard to follow. Um, so it's all on HBO max now. Is that the- uh, yes. And um, oh. once, uh, or I guess it's called Max now. We don't. Uh, <laughs> we don't. We don't recognize that it's Max. Just like we don't call Twitter X. I'm sorry. It's, um, it's HBO and Twitter. Yeah. Uh, yes. And then um, once the 60th anniversary starts, which is in November, um, new episodes will be happening on Disney Plus. Um, so, Wild. Yeah. But. We're going to have Doctor Who and Kingdom Hearts. It's happening. (laughs) Um, But it does seem like uh, HBO Max currently has the rights to airing old old episodes of the new series. And Disney will have the rights for all the new episodes. So we'll see. I literally just canceled my Disney Plus subscription. So I guess I'll have to renew (laughs) that soon. But they they raised the price, which... I'm not happy. Yeah, (laughs) I would I would never encourage people to do anything illegal. But I also think that uh, media deserves to be seen um, and that. uh, Yeah, that's just my thought. And hiding things behind a million paywalls uh, just assures people are going to find ways to watch it. But um, anyways, I'm excited to to watch some Doctor Who. I think I'm going to I think I'm going to get my my roommates HBO Max password um because password sharing is uh how you care for other people yep uh i'm gonna go uh maybe i'll watch blink again because i've seen blink i've seen blink um and i've seen a bunch of other like weird episodes that are sort of standalone like that and then i've watched a good bit of uh like a recurring story but thank you so much evan for for being on the podcast for being on a beyond the multiverse we've been planning this doctor who episode for like a really long time um, I kind of always knew from the moment they announced Doctor Who that I'd be asking you to come on and talk about it because you are our Discord's Doctor Who expert and you your wealth of knowledge is pretty impressive. Other people on the, the Discord have been like lobbing questions at you to try and understand some of this stuff. Um, yes. Hopefully, I would love a chance to, to get uh, like Gavin on here to talk about the cards themselves because they look really interesting. Um, mm. But if we don't, the discord is a great place for people to go and uh, throw questions at you about them because I've yet to see a card show up that you didn't know what it was going on. Like, <laughs> yeah, there, there are some cards that are like deep cuts and I've had to think about it. And then I'm like, Oh yeah, it's from that. Okay. Yeah. I think there was like one where you're like, Oh, that's from the unproduced audio drama. And I was just <laughs> like, I, I'm sorry. What? Um, but yeah anyways thanks for being on uh this has been an episode of beyond the multiverse if you enjoy this you can always support the vorthos cast on patreon at patreon.com slash the vorthos cast uh if you didn't enjoy this okay um we still appreciate you listening uh and all support and sharing is so appreciated so uh yeah thank you so much this has been beyond the multiverse